The thing about organic life is that, while it can be broken, wounded, and damaged, it cannot be repaired. We are not bridges or knives or clocks. We are not doors or garments or wheels. We can't be mended. We can only heal. And even then, we hold on to scar tissue, both literal and metaphorical, as a record of that healing. Like a tree growing over and around a deep gash in its body, we hold on to our wounds. Our bones remember every break. We are books carrying our own history. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I'm Kat, and contrary to what I just said in the intro, I am a knife. <laughs> Knifing around. Knifing around. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. With me today, we have Nick. I am also largely a knife that is knifing around. Largely. Not all the largely. time. Largely. It doesn't have to be all the time. We also have Kathleen. I, I really just have to say, because of this running joke that the listener's not in on, he was a quiet man. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay, Kirsten, take us home. Hello, it is me. Um, I guess I I'm kind of a spoon right now. You know? Yeah. 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 Mm. That makes sense, right? You know, like, people know what I mean, right? Mm. Uh, no. <laughs> that's okay. It doesn't need to make sense. <laughs> I think I think I get it. <laughs> I know what what a spoon means to myself. Yeah, Kirsten's right. She doesn't know me any answers. <laughs> there was a fork in the road and she chose spoon. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. If that isn't the most deeply Kirsten thing I've heard today. <laughs> Previously on Sword of Symphonies, the party left the city of Capian, a brightly colored and cheerful desert side trading town and went off into the desert in search of a spear that used to belong to Cobb's old navigator. They weathered a sandstorm and then set out, set up camp. But as they were setting up camp, Cobb stumbled upon something, by which I mean triggered a sinkhole that led into a network of underground passages. As you do. And if I recall correctly, as we left... There was a haze forming on the horizon. There sure was. Yes, I believe the plan last time and the still the plan still this time. Yes, the plan. The plan this time is to get into that underground cavern so that way we do not get sandblasted. I mean, don't get sandblasted. That's not great for you. It's, it makes a body sad. But yeah, Cobb is looking at the hazy horizon and is sort of shuffling sot into the caverns and is just kind of like, all right, everybody, I don't know where this goes, but it's better than being out here. Come on. All right. Uh, and oh, is it big enough for Polly to come in too? Even though I know she doesn't like it. Oh, she hates it. Oh, she's livid. Oh, she hates it. I'm sorry, Polly. I, but it'll be better than sand. I, I promise you can hang out in this open space, like more open part of it. I'm sorry. Polly, Polly, it's, it's, it's okay. I know. Here. Do, oh, I don't have any apples on me. Oh, no. She's going to be even more mad. 
Oh, yeah. She is livid, but in the way that animals have, she can sense a change in the weather. And I think she recognizes the need to seek shelter. Tis is going to confirm it with a sensitivity survival roll. That is one success, one edge, and a four. Yeah, you know what that wind sounds like. You absolutely know what that wind sounds like. You've heard it before. It's another one. Two in one day is weird. Um, but, well, how far in does that go? This is better than trying to dig. It'd be better than trying to tense. Um, plus it's dark. A big guy, can you get a torch still? Don't worry, Tissa. I am never without my lantern. <laughs> Thanks, Cobb. Hmm. He's always got a lantern. Through two seasons so far, and it's not going away anytime soon. <laughs> oh, I'm taking it. One of these edge successes, I'm taking it. Oh, no. But this series of edge successes is what's led us to where we stand right now, which is at a cavern, basically, leading down and who knows how far. It seems like a bit of a drop. You haven't uncovered a smooth ramp, I'm afraid. Mm. So should we, like, use ropes to get down into it? I'm not the boss of you. Um, I think Penelope is going to try rolling a... Uh, she doesn't have engineering, don't, but, like, tinkering? Don't say tinkering it! To, no! No tinkering? <laughs> no. No? Okay. How is it tinkering, Kirsten? Um, you're doing... Manipulation with smaller things, ropes, and knots? I can hear the giggle in your voice that tells you you know you're trying to pull one out on me. Pull one over on me, rather. Uh, it's not, yeah, it's, it's engineering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Cobb is going to use adaptability survival, though, to... Oh, yeah. Try and figure out if there are, like, holds or something that a rope could be put around or... If we're just going to have to tie a rope around Polly and Cobb and let everyone go down that way. All right. Give me a roll. Wow. Five nothings. Oh, no. no. <laughs> you cannot find anything that you are confident in. Well, I don't just want to jump, but I don't see a way down. Is it big enough for Polly to spread her wings in? Um, yeah, actually. Like, one, not like spread her wings and enter with wings spread. But yeah. there seems to be enough space underground. Yes. Okay. Um, I guess with that, if could I try adaptability flying to see if I could fly people into the cavern? You know what? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've bullied you enough today. Yes. I always try to get away with... Tinkering is not the same as engineering. I always try to get away it's with not. it. It's not... It's not the same as survival. It's not the same of, as lots of things. <laughs> you can use it to make a coffee machine, though. Yeah. Yeah. You can use it to pick a lock. You can use it to make traps. Mm. You can use it to put a locked trap on a coffee machine. <laughs> mm. Okay, that's, that's amazing. That's cruelty of the highest degree. Um, two successes. Yeah. Two successes will let you do it, yeah. Sweet. So Penelope knows Polly is not going to be the most happy about this, but Polly and Penelope ferry people down into the cavern 
to, um, yeah, I guess as, as flat a spot as she can find once we get down into the cavern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, tiny people first, come on. Tiny people first. So we start with Mr. Sod, I presume. Yes, let's work our way up just in case. Well, Cobb doesn't want to be the first one down and hurt Polly, and then we're all screwed, so. Mm. So, one by one, actually, Kirsten. Yes. Kirsten. Kirsten. Mm-hmm. Kirsten, can I get a sensitivity humanity from you, please? Yes, yes, you can. Uh, <laughs> no successes. Okay, everything is fine. You take everyone down into the caverns, and everything's fine. Okay, nothing's wrong. <laughs> Nothing is amiss. Cat? Yeah? What are the spell pieces? Above or below? Uh, below. Sand, shade, river, sheltering, winding, and a sixth that I'm not telling you without a successful sensitivity focus roll. Yeah, I'll roll sensitivity focus about it. Yeah. That looks like three successes and an edge. Three is exactly what I was hoping for. The missing six, the word is divine. Tissa has ducked her head in and sees very little in the lantern light and stands up straight again. Um? Oh. There's something in there. Something good, I hope. Can you all... Um, something powerful? Can you all hear that? Here is not, um, but it's there. Hmm. This place feels like there's more going on than it would seem, but I don't, I'm not picking up what you're picking up. Huh. The wind begins to howl over the entrance to the cavern like a person blowing over a bottle of beer and a deep resonant sound emerges from the caverns as the wind blows over this cavern. All right, everybody, we got to move further in so that way we don't get caught in any sort of cross draft. Mm -hmm. We don't want to get sandblasted here at the entrance. And as Cobb is looking around and kind of shining the lantern around, he stops at uh, Gideon. Who is even by her standards, extremely pale. Are you going to be okay? I'm fine. Right. I'm fine. Yeah, you, you look fine. Tissa, I think I think someone's going to need more of your help than... Uh... Oh. Um. <sighs> and Cobb turns back to get in. If you ever need to stop or rest or take it easy or something, just let us know, okay? I'll be okay. I'm a soldier, after all. I can do this. Well, don't... It's like running on a sprain. Don't go too hard, you'll hurt yourself again. Hmm. And I think Sot comes up to her and just kind of walks next to her. She reaches down habitually to take his little hand. We don't know how far we're going to need to go, and we probably don't have to go that 
far to be safe. Um, it's okay. It's better than being out there. It's not good out there right now. No. And Tissa, like, stops and looks at her for a long second and sighs and looks further down. But there's something there. Uh, that's what I'm worried about. Uh, Cobb is actually going to make a sensitivity humanity roll because he has the key of benevolence. He does. He's going to try and make Gideon feel a little better. And, well, his first roll today was really bad, and this one was amazing. That is five successes. Wow. That is, wow. Cobb. <laughs> Coming through the sensitivity humanity. <laughs> so, yeah, you can tell that between a pilgrimage in the labyrinth and five years trapped in the temple... She has probably got some trauma about being underground. Yeah, Cobb just, he doesn't like kneel or anything like that or stoop over, but he he tries to make himself not look as big and just, we're all right here. If you need anything from any of us, if you need to stop, if you need to rest, if you just need to talk about something or, you know, even if you want some of my... Switchel, just say, okay, we'll be right here. We'll, we'll find where, where it's safe. We'll stop there and, and we'll, we'll plan out what to do from there. Sound good? Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I can, I can do this. Yeah. Would you like to hold the lantern? No, I'd rather have my arms free. Okay. She's got one hand that's still holding on to Sod, but she's got the other resting on her sword. Okay. All right. Well, Tissa, if you would, let's find the safe spot. Mm. Tissa's going to roll Adaptability Navigation and activate her key of Discovery. Yeah. That's three successes and two edge successes and a three. Wowie. So let's see. You can definitely find the direction in which you were headed anyway. Um, how familiar is Tissa with caves? Um, Tissa has never been a spelunker. So she is not a hardcore caves knower, but I mean, she's been around. Like, I think that Tissa is pretty practical in caves, like will not go places that she needs to squeeze like but is really careful about, like, the direction that you're moving and, um, like, mountain-type caves rather than, like, big, like, limestone-eroded-type things. And the second type is what we're dealing with. So this is um, probably not the kind of cave that Tissa has ever been in before. Yeah. However, that was an extremely good role, so to Tissa, it is like... There is a river and you heard the spell pieces and you know that, yeah, this was once a river. Water once moved through this place and carved this area out. With your, I think, habitual examination of your surroundings, you see the outline of a leaf in the stone. 
she's going to stop and point it out. I think Sot is immediately fascinated and starts just very closely looking at the stone. And yeah, the more you look, this is a fossil bed. There's shells that you can see outlines of. There's leaves, both broad ones and ferns. There's weird little squiggles you couldn't begin to identify. (laughs) And do we find a place where it opens up? Does it curve a lot? What what sort of happens as we go further in? It actually doesn't curve a lot. It's quite large and open. This is a broad space. Now that you're traveling, you get the sense that it's going to get broader in one direction and maybe narrower as you go out toward the sea. Mm-hmm. But given that this was a river, maybe these caves behave in the ways that rivers do, which is to say that Following it in one direction would take you to the mountains. Mm-hmm. That being said, the caverns also lead toward where Cobb was leading you in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cobb was about to point out that if this is a riverbed, it might lead to the salt flats. Oh. Well, right here where we are right now, um, we're definitely... A long way away from where any of the wind is. Like, you can just only barely hear it anymore. It's true. The moaning of the wind is present, but distant. You can still feel the air shake faintly, but nowhere near as all-encompassing as it was when you stood at the mouth. And the air has that still empty feeling that caves do and and you and you can't taste any of the sand anymore so if we need to wait we can wait here and salt looks up to you Cobb captain let's take a short break here yeah we were we were trying to set up camp when we fell in anyway Unfortunately, I don't think a fire is advisable. There's nowhere for the smoke to go, but we can be warm. That shouldn't be a problem. And Tissa's going to cast Sheltering Flame. Well, that's very nice. It's a smokeless fire that glows a little bit. Please tell me more about this. Is it, like, bonfire-sized? Um, like, maybe more campfire-sized. Um, I think that what Tissa does is she walks a little bit away from the group and crouches down, puts her spear at her feet, and shapes a little ball of orange-red light about six inches off the ground. And it sort of floats there a little bit and flickers slightly with the little bits of air movement that happen as people walk by it. But it's like the air here, very still. Hmm. That's a Tissa. Mm -hmm. That's a Tissa for sure. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'll set up the tents then. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we don't have further to fall. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, nothing. 
then Gideon starts very quickly getting to work on the uh, the tents. Sot, give give Gideon a hand with that. Uh, I got him. I'll get ours set up. I think Penelope's also going to help set up uh, camp, especially because there are any other like things that need to be set up or anything like that. Help get things as comfortable as we can. So in short order, we have a cozy little camp in a large stone cathedral of a cave. Tapers off into darkness in both directions. The ground that you're sitting on now that's illuminated by Tissa's spell is patterned with long gone life. And although you can feel the moaning and hear it if you strain your ears, you're safe here. And it's a strange feeling for Tissa anyway, that it's dry and still. Caves are still, but mountain caves often have movement of water, have condensation. Here in this like limestone in the middle of the desert, it's just probably not much is around here. Well, actually, no. I want to. I want a sensitivity survival. Maybe there are little spiders or yeah, little cave critters. Just one success. Yeah, there's there's little cave critters. There's there's definitely little spiders scampering around. At the edge of your vision, you do see a pale scorpion. And because this is a survival roll, I will tell you that you don't want to be here if it rains. Mm-hmm. That's an easy one. <laughs> yeah. You can have that for free. Tissa knows for sure you don't want to be here if it rains. <laughs> but right now it is dry and it is quiet and it is safer than upstairs. And I think that Tissa also wants to roll um, Understanding Humanity and activate her key of love. Is there anything that anyone needs right now? Right. Do, do, do. What you got? I got four, four, three, three, four, one. Ah! That is an oh. extremely funny roll. The dice are being really streaky today. Okay, for each success that you decide that you have, mm -hmm. I will let you pick a person in this scene, and either I or their player will tell you what they need right now. If you keep the edge success, you will do a clumsy. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm just caught in my, like, want to add conflict to the story versus, like, not wanting to mess up, like, part of my brain. <laughs> we all have a bill on our shoulder and a cat on our shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll take two non-edge successes. Okay. So, who are we finding out about? Um... Yeah, we'll go really Tissa with it. It's going to be Pollyanna and Gideon. Okay. <laughs> Pollyanna is pretty easy. Pollyanna is not happy in a space where she can't see the sky. That's normal for Pollyanna. She doesn't like this. She's much more at ease than she could be because of how much room she has. And you can see that she occasionally stretches her wings out and gives them a shake as if to remind herself that she has that kind of space. Um, some snacks would probably not go amiss, but, uh, 
I think a, a reminder that she's like that she's free and has space to move would be helpful for her. Um, Gideon is trembling slightly. She is still quite pale. Her eyes are hollow. She is definitely very focused on something that is not here. And I think you can tell that what she needs is to feel safe. She is so used to this kind of space being synonymous with just grueling combat and deaths of comrades that she cannot feel safe in a space like this. And I so I think that she sees that Ged is looking far away and is going to sit down next to her. Um... Where are you right now? I'm sorry, Tissa. I'm I'm right here. Don't worry. Mm. But you are? Well, aren't we always a little bit back then too? Mm. Yeah. She kind of draws her knees up in front of her and wraps her arms around her shins. But we're gonna be okay here. Um, cause, cause you can, it feels safe here. I don't know if you can hear it right now, but. No, I, I, sorry, I can't, but it's okay. I know enough about horrors by now <laughs> that if any of them sneak up on me in here, they're the ones who are going to regret it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I have a question. What are everybody's spell pieces? To figure out Geds again? Uh, mostly I meant um, the people who introduce just, themselves every show whose names I've just magically forgotten. Kirsten and <laughs> Kathleen, there we are. <laughs> what are what are Kirsten and Kathleen's spell pieces? I have um, Restoring, Flying, Encouraging, Wind, Heart, and Arrow. You can't forget that I have Arrow. <laughs> the oh, I no, no one could. No one possibly could. <laughs> Finding, speaking, searing, heat, respite, sands, and starlight and perfect. Okay, Cobb wants to do a big chord with everybody, uh, and he is going to use his piece of wind, and he would like to take encouraging, sheltering, and respite from everybody else. Okay. Okay. And then Cobb is going to... Sort of just gently sit down next to next to Gideon and Tissa and just say, hey, whenever I'm not in a good place, the thing that always helps center me is pretending that I'm back out there on the open ocean, on the water, listening to the spray and, and the waves. So uh, can you do something for me, Gideon? Um, uh, okay. Here. Uh, Tissa, you two, you two get, get closer. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Gideon, I want you to close your eyes and just imagine that you're back out on the Westbreaker. Just don't, don't say anything. Don't do anything. Just you're with Tissa. We're on the Westbreaker, and that's all that's going on. And then with everybody, Cobb would like to cast Encouraging Sheltering Respite Wind to pick up both the feel and the sound and, and maybe even a little bit of that saltiness on the wind and just kind of make it seem like we're back out on the ship. And she takes a deep breath, but very quickly has to open her eyes again. She is not okay not being able to see in this place. But she does take a couple deep breaths, continues looking around, but does stop shaking. And yeah, how much how much scatter do you want from everybody? How much scatter do I want from every bunny? Uh two Okay. Two apiece? Yeah, two apiece. Okay. That works with me. Good. I also forgot to uh, ask how much scatter the uh, sheltering heat cost. Oh, that was one. Okay. That was a classic Tissa one scatter. Okay. A slow breeze starts rolling in down the tunnel from not the direction where the sandstorm is. And very slightly along with it, quietly at first, but getting a little louder as it goes on, is the sound of rolling waves and a faint scent of sea air. What is Tissa's and Penelope's spell bits? I think when it comes for, like, encouraging, that could be the soft sounds are carried along the wind. The sound of distant gulls and waves and things like that to help encourage that calmness. Yeah, it almost sounds like you could. there is an ocean you, that you're listening to. And I think that respite is... We see a little bit of sparkling in the air and maybe a slight flickering in the sheltering flame a little bit out. And we see more of those little creatures, just tiny glints off them or small motions, carrying the sense that this is a place for living things. Not many of them, but it's a place where creatures like us call home. At least for a little bit. You're all extremely sweet. You're all extremely sweet, and this is very charming uh, to me. And I think, like, Gideon does take a couple deep breaths. She is still looking around. Uh, I don't know that she can be stopped from being a little hypervigilant in this space. But she has stopped shaking. And a little bit of her color seems to have returned. Saad is sitting very close to the Ersatz campfire, just kind of examining the ground in the light. You did say there was a pattern on the ground, right? Yeah. Well, not a pattern per se, not really. But um, this area is a fossil bed. Oh, wow. So you can see the outlines of leaves. You can see the outlines of shells, of ferns. Of little spirally things. Yeah. Of like... Things that maybe are rocks or something, but who knows? 
They're not like the shape of like a seed, but they're kind of like that. Yeah. There's the outline of something vaguely shield-shaped, tiny, only about the size of a thumbnail or maybe a coin. Mm-hmm. I think, well, Penelope sees Sot looking at the ground. She goes up to him and some pretty neat things on that, that have been fossilized here. Hey. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, sorry. Look, it, like this leaf, this leaf, they're different. And you can tell, but they're all gone. But you can still tell. Do you want to keep part of it with you? A record of it? Uh. I can show you how. I, sure. Penelope rips out a piece of her book and lays it flat and takes a piece of graphite and lays it on its side to make a, a rubbing. This way, you can keep a record of what was down here. And perhaps if you bring it with you, we can learn even more about it later. Don't mm. tell my dad that I'm considering research. It's our secret. I, I, I won't. I, I promise I won't. And Penelope bring, takes out a few more pages and uh, passes Sod a couple pens as well. Yeah. So I think the two of you settle in by the fire to take some rubbings of the fossil bed. And to go over your notes excitedly. I think specifically because you're a cavalier and this is something you're very attuned to, but there's like, there's a lot of life in this space, even though it is barren limestone. You're not a Tissa by any means, even though on your arc, you did your best to become one. I, I did, but there is no Tissa other than Tissa. Tissa's had a lot of experience being Tissa. This is true. But the voice of Tamiris does connect you to other living things. That's her whole jam. And like, this is a place full of life and death. Wow. There's a huge amount of history here. And these, we're connected to these somehow. I mean, these went on to give birth to more creatures. They gave birth to more. Still have them around us today, in a way. Interesting, isn't it? And Tissa... There's a feeling like someone is grabbing you by the top of your head and turning your gaze toward one end of the chamber. And you are keenly aware, through a voice that is not your own, that the mountains are this way. The salt flats are the other way. You know that for a fact. You are pretty sure you could find the salt flats from down here. But you are unable to forget that the mountains are that way. The mountains are that way, and there is something divine in the mountains. Yes. And Tissa is having such a hard time. She's sitting next to Gideon. She is sitting mostly still. She's trying to be really attentive, but she knows that something is that way. She knows that it's out there. And... Eventually, the howling stops. Though, if any of you know anything about the passage of time, it is quite late. And it is dark. And the air around you is desert cold. That very particular, bone-chilling cold that only some of the hottest places on Earth really know. It's everything comes from the sun, and we are in the place that has the least of it. Mm-hmm. 
It was cold in here before, mind you. Shady, but it is night in the desert. That pale scorpion skitters back into the light of the fire, instinctively seeking whatever warmth it can find. And I suppose, at some point, you all go to sleep. You ought to, right? It's time for that. Tissa is worried that Gideon is not going to. <laughs> That's a valid concern to have. Um, do you think you can sleep? I would rather not. Hmm. <sighs> yeah. Don't worry, I'll keep watch. Mm-hmm. Um, can I take a shift? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're pretty sharp. You'll notice something if it shows up. <sighs> that one will notice too. And she points at the scorpion. Oh. Oh, you're right. Thanks for your help, little one. And so, I suppose the party goes to sleep with Tissa and Gideon awake by the non-fire. I think Cobb is not going to go to sleep either. It doesn't sit right with him that some of his crew are this distressed. He kind of, not with everybody, but just motions over to the fire and just kind of says, I'll be up with you, so if you need anything, I'm, I'm right over here. Um, okay. Wherever it is Cobb posts up, Sot has every intention of also posting up, but does immediately fall asleep against his arm. Oh, Sot. <laughs> Tell me that Pollyanna at least has some sense about all of this. Oh, yeah. Pollyanna goes to sleep. <laughs> Pollyanna goes to sleep. You're not making her stay up. <laughs> she looks up from her head down in her wing, lifts her wing as if to say, Penelope. It's bedtime. <laughs> Come here. Penelope nestles in. She's going to go to sleep, too. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, Pollyanna is asleep. Penelope is asleep. Sod is asleep. Gideon is absolutely not. Get me when it's my turn, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. And... The funny thing is that you spent all that time setting up tents, but you're all just sitting around the fire. That's all right. That's one of the joys of camping, actually. I know, because it's something of which I have very many memories. <laughs> I really liked when Tissa uh, was like, Picking two people and picked Polly as Tissa do. It was very sweet. Yeah. And I really liked Cobb's uh, spell to help Gideon. I really sweet. liked that. Yeah. That was fun. But aside from that, I really liked finding out that this was a riverbed. That's cool. Yeah. Yay. The world is full of neat spaces. It's just... Kind of, the, kind of the thing that Heroic Court is about is the fact that the world is full of neat spaces. Mm -hmm. Oh, that reminds me. One of these days I need to take a road trip with my family to go see the Burgess Shale. Ooh, 
yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My beloved baby sister will certainly have a great deal to tell me about the Burgess Shale. <laughs> I'm sure, yes. <laughs> so I've always wanted to go with her. Yeah, I really liked the environment here. And I just had that experience of like, oh no, or rather, oh yes, I know exactly what like Tissa needs to do next time. Oh, uh-oh. And like, and so that's good. That's that's exciting. I'm I'm leaving yeah. the session going like, ah, I'm inspired. Oh, I'm so glad. And if we have inspired you at any point to do a thing, listener, tell us. Listener, I know we do a lot of joking on the off ramp, but tell us. It's important that you tell us. Very important. You can find us through the email form on the website at peachgardengames.com or on Twitter at peachgardenrpgs. You can find us on the Heroic Discord, which you can find through our Twitter or on the Be Gay Roll Dice Network twist, twist cord. Twist cord. Twist cord. Like Twizzlers. Just like Twizzlers. Ping us on Twist cord. <laughs> we have a Kofi and a Patreon. Oh, yes. If you would like to support us monetarily, we have those. There's lots of fun things that you can get from supporting us on Patreon, like access to our outtakes or some of the full tracks that Kathleen has written. It's a blast. If you can't support us monetarily, heck, yeah, <laughs> like valid. But leaving us a review or a rating would go a long way toward helping us find other listeners. And we would like that because we love our listeners including you. Thank you very much for joining us this week. Thanks for listening. See you next time, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. What does a barbarian war criminal, an undead cultist, a pyromaniac goblin, a hot topic reject, and a bard whose family is very, very cursed all have in common? Well, that's very simple. They're all our main cast. We are Goblets and Gays, a mostly Pathfinder 2E podcast set in a homebrew world. If Pathfinder isn't your thing, we have all sorts of other awesome games for you to enjoy. Join us every Wednesday for episodes of our main campaign, Blood of Kings, as these chaotic gays attempt to locate some missing royalty. Don't forget to follow us on all social media channels at Goblets and Gays to stay up to date with our amazing projects. And remember to eat your vegetables.